0: No, I'm 15. No, I'm 15. No, I'm 15! The killer was wearing your shirt. The killer was wearing me. Wait, there's another maniac on the loose. He's on the fourth floor killing people. He already shot three. You got a gun. That's good. Now you can defend yourself. This is my BOOMSTICK! You got that? (laughs) Is this my fault? Do you think that this is what I am? This is not me. I am a professional fucking thief. I don't kill people that I don't have to. And I don't fucking rape women. I demand justice. Someone has married my brother. No. She took him to Hawaii. Get out of here. They have moved into a large, expensive home where they make love constantly. I hate when that happens. Arrest her at once without delay. Who? My brother's wife.
1: And that was the glorious Raul Julia man from uh, Adam's family. Uh, This is episode 25, and we're going to do 90s horror comedies. So check it out, y'all. Let us know what you think. It's me and the OG and uh, Seven Seas. Here we go. Funny, well, man. cool, man. I, I mean, I hope I appreciate you sharing your time with me today. Because well, you know, of course.
0: Yeah.
1: I, I hope you didn't feel too obligated. Because no, know, I mean, <laughs> you were saying you hate obligations now.
0: <laughs> 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 i will mess with you. No, no, no. It's totally cool, man. I, I mean, I look forward to it. Like I was like last week, I finished four out of the five films, and I was like, all right, I got, I'm, I'm, I'm ahead of the game here. Uh-huh. and then i finally finished like the fifth one i was like yes all right we're i'm ready to go i'm like you know so i'm, I'm excited to talk about these films because you know a, a lot of these were the majorities were like new to me so once again it's it's fresh oh it's my nice. god dude yeah it's and fun. i was
1: like i was like just getting my stuff up here real quick so i kind of have it as a reference if i need it but like yeah. i was like pulled up yours and i'm like jesus man he's got like those are like the best, <laughs> like if we're doing this is our 10 right we each got you know just kind of like uh let me just segue in real quick welcome in everyone (laughs) welcome welcome listeners. listeners yeah um i got the og with me again and it's uh me C's, and uh we're gonna do um 90s uh comedy horror films right that's right and uh it's been awesome because like you said, dude, you are like discovering this genre kind of, you know.
0: Yeah, and I was listening. Yeah, I was listening to the first episode that you and I did. And then yeah. like in, in there, said, I clearly stated, I don't watch horror films. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> here we are like three episodes in and like I've done like a top 10. And now here we are doing like we're sharing our five here. So it's going to be. Yeah, man. That's so cool. It should be dope. Um, do you want to start off like last time? What do you want me to start? How about you start this? Time? You know, your okay. it's your birthday, man. So like you know <laughs> birthday, All right. boy, birthday uh, boy gets to decide. That's the way I see it.
1: It's my birthday. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. So I substituted a film, so can I sure. give you a surprise? All right. I, that's cool. Yeah. Um maybe we can do like honorable mentions afterwards, or like guilty pleasures kind of thing um, okay. that I can kind of say some stuff about. Absolutely. Um, so my my fifth film uh, is Stay Tuned. Um, yes. Did you? I don't know if you got to see it or not. I did not get to see it, but I, it's on my list to watch. You know. Um, it's it's a classic, dude. It's a movie that um, I remember watching as a kid when it came out. Like I, it might have been like on cable back in the day and I don't know if it came out at the theater or if it was like straight to video or whatever but like John Ritter was kind of like a star like everyone knew John Ritter from like Three's Company so dude was like you know he was starting to come out in movies more and mm-hmm. that dude he's just like um my wife was watching it with me and she's like man you know and I was like you know he reminds me of the dude from The Office Andy Bernard you know <laughs> he's like oh, okay. he's, he's like that wholesome comedy kind of guy like he was like that kind of guy back in the day Mm -hmm. um and this movie is basically about like the devil trying to steal people's souls by selling them uh (laughs) selling them like a souped up cable uh package using satellites and tvs and it's it's hilarious man because it's just like um it you know and i i forgot to do this before we started the episode but i meant to like preface it by saying spoilers to everyone (laughs) who's never seen any of these films (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah i mean i'll I'll do my best to kind of tiptoe around but like yeah it's good that you at least mention it
1: yeah um but yeah that's basically what it's about and it's like um the these people that end up getting sucked in to hell and what hell ends up being is like a different like show on every channel and like you have a chance to get back you know to to the real world if you can survive that show it's basically what stay tuned is yeah and it's it's hilarious dude it's, it's pretty funny just like just the mockery of like the shows and even like the commercials like they do um at the very end of the film like without giving much away and this is like credits rolling and everything they have like they have commercials for like upcoming shows coming up on what they call hell tv right <laughs> like this fall coming up on hell tv is like my three sons of bitches like instead of my three sons and <laughs> yeah. they like you know and then said like instead of golden girls, it's like golden ghouls. Like okay. I, you know, it's just like that funny like little parody of stuff that's popular or whatever. But yeah. It, it's it's good, man, if you if you get a chance to see it. It's my number five.
0: Nice, nice. Now I did see the trailer to it because I was like searching and stuff, so I did put it on my list to watch in the future. And I did notice, like you said, they're like in different, uh, like a different uh, show, and they have to kind of overcome a problem, or they're trying to escape <laughs> from something. Yeah. Like, do you have a favorite out of the scenarios that they're oh, in? Oh,
1: um, so yeah, I do, and it's like it's, um, it's almost towards the end, and they're like doing, they're like doing a music video with, uh,
0: with like salt and pepper. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, that's all i'll say it's hilarious
0: dude <laughs> <laughs> i think i saw a little bit of that like i think you see john ritter kind of trying to break you know break out some dance moves and stuff so yeah
1: dude okay that, that one's pretty memorable so
0: sticks in my head awesome awesome stay tuned all right i like it i like it all right i'm gonna go with my fifth pick i'm gonna go with um army of darkness oh uh,
1: no that's
0: number five. <laughs> yeah, it's number five. and like here, here's here's why like You know, out of all the films I watched, this one, and let's see, one, two, oh, four out of the five films I'd never seen before. So uh, yeah, so basically only one on my list I've seen before. But uh, like I mentioned in the past, I've not seen Evil Dead 1, not seen Evil Dead 2. So this was my first introduction to the character of Ash. So, you know... And I also heard, I also did a little bit of reading about this movie, like it really veers off from Evil Dead 1, Evil Dead 2, because this yeah. is completely different. There's a lot more slapstick, a lot more splatter yeah. stick, as some people might say. Um, so I was like kind of introduced, I was introduced to Ash and at first I was like, man, this guy's like, like I get it. Like he just seems very like, He's just kind of a jerk sometimes. Or he's just kind of an ass. So he's just very confident. I don't know what, how to call it, but um, I did. I did notice that part. And then um, I will say this: like early on, the comedy from Ash, I didn't find really funny. I found the stuff that happened to him or other characters funnier. Oh, okay. Than than what Ash was trying to portray, you know. I think one of the fun, like one of the funny things that came around from like early on, and then it came at ne- near the end of the film, is when he was, he always says, "Give me some sugar, baby." Give me yeah. Sugar. Use some sugar, baby. Line so I thought that was like a, a nice, nice way to kind of you know full circle. Uh, but one of the things that I really found hilarious was the battle scene when the when the army of skeletons come yeah. and they attack. Because to me the funniest part of that is like the reaction of the skeleton, the army of skeletons. You know, and oh. like because the way that they're animating them, like they're like they're shaking their heads and they're like <laughs> they're like they're, they're scared yeah. and also they're just blowing up. Like, these things are just arrows, like, fire arrows. And obviously, like, you know, at one point, Ash is making gunpowder. So this is where the explosions come from. Mm-hmm. But it is interesting to see them, like, react to that. And then also, like, the, the evil guy. I don't even know his name. But, uh, like, he's re- Ash. Yeah, Evil Ash. So, um, you know, he's reacting to it as well. So that's, I found that, like, really funny. Um, and then, obviously, like, the battle between Ash and Evil Ash, that was really funny, too. Like, I think at one point... Uh, Ash like goes onto a rope and he like kicks Evil Ash out of the way. He's like, tally ho! You know, and I was just, it was just kind of a funny line, a sort of surprising line to hear from him at that point. And then um, of course, when he finally like defeats Evil Ash, there's that there's that grand, spoiler alert, there's that grand explosion, which I feel like is, is a remnant of like the Death Star explosion. I feel like they keep reusing this same explosion every single time for like some major major enemy. I feel like I saw it in Killer Clowns and now I feel like I'm seeing it in uh, Army of Darkness. I thought that was really funny. And then, um, let's see, here's my other note. Oh yeah, and like, I feel that one of the funniest parts was actually the last fight scene between Ash and that demon girl in the store. I meant to be just a really great way to end the whole film because you know, it, to me, was like a slow buildup. You, you kind of see how Ash is very selfish. And then basically, he like he's like, okay, I'm gonna stick around, I'm gonna fight you, I'm gonna teach you guys, you know, how to fight and everything. They do the battle, and then he, you know, he tries to explain what happened to him, because he obviously, he went back in time and stuff. Yeah. And then that last fight scene, is just like, it's ridiculous, but on a very funny level. <laughs> and uh, I just thought it was just a great way to end the film. And I was like, you know what? That was that was entertaining. I, I I can see why people enjoy this film. I can see why people it created a big following. Yeah. Um I would like to see one of these days, Evil One, Evil, I'm sorry, Evil Dead, and then Evil Dead Two, just to kind of get the whole like trilogy. Yeah. Um, because we are talking Sam Raimi here, right? Yeah. So and I, here's what's interesting is I was looking through IMDB. <laughs> he did Spider Man one through three. Yeah. And the third one is the one that people don't like the most. Yeah. And I wonder yeah. if he has something about just doing something with the third film just completely different. Um, so I just I don't know if there's something in there like I might be looking too much into it, but I just I, that's the one correlation. I found. Yeah. go, well, his last trilogy um, before the before the Spider-Man was, I believe, the the Evil Dead movies and then he the third one veered off and then the yeah. Spider-Man 1 and 2 and then the third one veered off a bit. I don't know. I wonder if there's like, he's trying to say something about these type of films, but, um, yeah, but entertaining for sure. Entertaining for sure.
1: I'll just say like that movie, dude, I I saw that at the theater when I was like, I think I was one of of the first movies I saw at the theater when I was like a kid by myself. I was like probably 12 or 13 or something when I saw it. And I was like, uh, I remember being so hyped for it because I remember the evil dead movies and then like, I won't say too much about it if you've never seen it, but, like, there's a scene, spoilers, where he goes to get the Necronomicon <laughs> in the cemetery, and he just, like, doesn't give a shit. And he's like, Klaatu, Varata, Listen, <laughs> he don't remember the words and shit.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because he's so... The guys, like, telling him, goes, you have to say that. He goes, I know the damn words already. I know the damn words. <laughs> so then he probably goes, and then he's like, yeah, he's like, oh, shoot, I can't remember the last word. And he like... He, he finally says it, and then he looks around. He's like, "All right, so nothing bad is happening. So this is a good thing." And then, <laughs> yeah, I did think the book, the prop itself, was pretty. Yeah, cool. it's, it's. I pretty thought cool. like I was like, yeah. someone made that. Like early on, very at the beginning, you see like they're like drawing in the book. Yeah, I was like, man, someone, someone did that. Someone made mm-hmm. that. Um, I just found that like to be very, very neat. A very neat prop to, sh- to yeah. like to physically make because that it that was not CGI at all. That was definitely someone someone hand made that you know
1: yeah it's uh it's i mean that line in the movie too is like
0: i think it's from um
1: what is it the day the earth stood still like uh, like that what he's supposed to say it's like uh klaatu or something it's like yeah and it's like a famous line and from just movie history i guess and um and that book the prop like it actually ends up showing up in the last jason movie really yeah and jason goes to hell it's like a book that shows up uh and because i guess they were trying to set up the whole jason versus freddy and they were saying maybe versus oh, ash thing
0: so got it okay okay
1: because they were all under the same studio at the same time or something but you know okay. that never happened but right right
0: okay little history in- interesting then i don't know those are, those are a little lot fun little facts that are really cool that you know i feel like it's nice when they're like they're trying to cross those universes i guess or yeah those platforms Uh, so that's nice yeah so that's my that's my fifth pick man also i will say this i got this movie on dvd and it skipped on me so i ended up having to get it through prime Uh and it it skipped a good chunk and i got like the high definition version through prime watch it on high definition it's just the dvd version it looks much more like the theatrical version and so it's right but uh definitely watch it on hd it's just the sound is clear. The picture is obviously a lot clearer. But if you're if you're gonna watch this movie, don't skip out. Like add the extra dollar. You're gonna really enjoy the movie on a higher definition. So I, that's my, my one suggestion if you haven't seen this movie.
1: Yeah, for sure. And there's an alternate ending.
0: What? <laughs> I don't know see? if you want. Do you want me to tell you the alternate ending or no? Um, <clears throat> no. I want to see it now. Like I want okay. I want to be surprised. <laughs> it's dumb, but you'll see. It, it's not long, but yeah okay um
1: all right so my number four i sub this is where i did my substitution i guess um uh, actually you know what it's not okay i did do a substitution but this my number four was already on my list so let me just say i had to move stuff around a little bit um so my number four is the movie tremors okay
0: so tremors i don't know if you got to see it or not or if you've seen it before years ago when i was a kid okay i've seen it but i have no i don't have a major recollection i think kevin bacon is in it that's all i know
1: yeah yeah kevin bacon uh it's uh what year is that i think it's 1990 all right so it's 1990 um that shit still cracks me up dude i saw it (laughs) because basically fred ward and kevin bacon it's like they they're in some town you know, out in the middle of nowhere, and it's definitely, it seems like it's out west somewhere, because there's mountains, and, you know, it's like, you know, dry, you know, it looks like dry climate and stuff, and um, they're just, they live in this town of, like, populations like 14 people, and basically, they, like, they do everything, like, they're like the garbage men, they're like the guys that do the septic tanks, they do odd jobs, they do everything, and they're just like, the whole movie starts off with them basically complaining, like, man, we gotta get out of here, you know, it's just them doing funny stuff, and it's like, you know, them joking around with each other. And then, you know, um, out of nowhere, these, you know, spoilers, monsters uh, come out and basically start tearing up everything. And th- that's when the hilarity ensues to me. Cause
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's a- can you refresh my memory? Like the, the, the moshes yeah. themselves, like what, what are they? Are they, cause I think they're, they burrow on the ground or something like right. that. Right. So
1: they're like, uh, they're basically like these giant worms that kind of have um kind of like snake-like tongues that come out of their mouths and that's kind of like what they use to feel around and like you know see Mm -hmm. what they end up eating and stuff like that um and you know it's just there's some cool stuff in that movie um but yeah, it's a, it, there's like Jaws moments. There's like call-outs to the movie Jaws. like oh, with the way okay. that They end up killing some people. So you're like, okay, that looks like Jaws. And then there's like, um, you know, moments that are... There are some genuinely scary moments in the movie. But for the most part, to me, it's kind of like a really lighthearted, you know, com- mm-hmm. like horror comedy stuff. Because it's a lot of, um, you know, just dumb jokes and between characters and stuff, you know, and, and complaining about their situation. So... <laughs> it's it's pretty funny
0: man nice nice i like i have to watch i have to re-watch that because i remember watching that when i was younger and i just remember that they were just always running away from these like worms or whatever they are and they're like they're pretty big right like they're, yeah they're pretty, yeah they're pretty big they're huge i don't think did they explain the origin as to like why they're they're there
1: they well later on they do do this, okay. this 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 freaking franchise is like seven movies in <laughs> Oh my I think I might have seen
0: like part four at like Blockbuster when we were working there. I'm yeah, sure dude. We... Oh my there, gosh.
1: Yeah, there's like, um, there's two of them that have, I think, the same actors from the mm-hmm. very first movie. Like Kevin Bacon was gone after the first one. And I think Fred Ward came out with, um, damn, what's this guy's name? Um, he was, Kevin, Michael, no, Michael Gross. He was like the father on Family Ties. Oh yeah, yeah. So that's basically like his that's his franchise now. Like Oh wow. Yeah, dude. He's I think the last movie came out in twenty twenty. This year is like Tremor what? Shrieker High Yeah. Wow. It's like someone thirty
0: just, years thirty years running. Someone just wants <laughs> to keep it alive, man. They they love it. <laughs> yeah,
1: dude. But they're they're definitely more towards the comedy side now, I think. After yeah. the the original one was trying to be a little scary, but you know, it, it was still funny to
0: me. Okay. So. Nice. That's, nice that's four. That's number four. All right. Cool, man. I, like I said, I got to rewatch that, but, you know, I'm definitely going to support my boy Kevin Bacon because uh, it's too bad he was he was one and out. <laughs> like one and out. <laughs> hey, I'm too popular for this now. <laughs> All right. Moving on to my number four, From Dusk Till Dawn. Wow. And I have not seen, I did not see this movie. I literally just saw this movie last weekend. And so... Here's why it takes the number four spot. I really like the dialogue in this movie. I think Robert Rodriguez, I didn't know he wrote it and directed it. I think it's great. It just goes to show like how talented this guy is, you know, because honestly, I think very early on, Robert Rodriguez, I was literally introduced to him through like Sharkboy because of my nephews and stuff. Oh, wow. Yeah, so I I didn't know a lot of Robert Rodriguez before uh, like Sharkboy and stuff like that. so watching this, it was like very cool. It actually reminded me a little bit of Death Proof. I saw Death Proof before. Yeah. Uh, so there's a, obviously a style, of, you know, there's, there's obviously a similar style there. And uh, it wasn't surprising to see Quentin Tarantino because I feel like they they just kind of acknowledge each other and they, they appreciate the work that they like and the type of cinema that they're trying to make. And so um, I really liked the dialogue. I it was very surprising to see George Clooney in this type of role. Mm-hmm. Uh, I knew he was in it going in. Uh, I knew, I knew uh, Tarantino was in it. I knew Sama Hayek was in it, and but I didn't expect George Clooney to be like this person. And here's the thing: his dialogue was good to the point where like you could tell his lines were a lot of setups. You know, like he's just a badass guy. He's very serious. He's very to the point. But they weren't cheesy. They yeah. they, were, they were. He just deli- one he delivered them well. Mm-hmm. Two, like they weren't cheesy lines, and they weren't. They weren't like ah, like like rolling my eyes. No, like they were. I made it made me believe him, and it made me trust that character even more. Um, so that was, that, was one, that was one reason why I did like the movie. Um, let's see, oh, I did think the, the religious aspect, the fact that the father that they, uh, so there's a family there. So mm-hmm. George Clooney plays this guy named Seth and he's with his brother Richard and they're running away because they're, they're on this killing spree and they, they robbed a bank or something like that. Yeah. Running away and they're in Texas. And they end up uh, pretty much carjacking or hijacking this family that's in an RV Mm-hmm. uh the father's played by oh man harvey 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 Kaitel. Yeah, yeah harvey Kaitel. and um but the the harvey Kaitel's character he's a pastor but he's running away from his past because unfortunately they he's experienced a loss in his in his family and so he's got his son and his daughter and um and so you know, uh, George Clooney pretty much hijacks this, this family and he finds out he's a pastor. So the yeah. religious aspect was really interesting because where they're going to, uh, <laughs> Seth, yeah. Seth is George Clooney and Seth and his brother have, have been ordered to uh, go into Mexico and find this bar called the Titty Twister. And, <laughs> and basically that, that's where the rendezvous point is. And of course they have to wait all, the, all through the night, through, the, through dawn. And then that's when things get a little like fishy because earlier in the movie, the brother Richard gets shot in the hand. So there's a clear gunshot wound right through the hand. So he's bleeding, but he's mm-hmm. trying to like cover it up. Well, the thing is, is that this bar is a cover up for like just this vampire, like, I don't know, yep. kind of like Dominion. Yeah. Uh, so, it's, so the bar is a cover up and you find that out pretty quickly because one of the... I think richard's hand gets like the the bandage comes off and then the blood starts to drip and then wh- one of the i think it's who's the first one to turn is it some hacks Hayek's yeah, al- yeah it's Selma. yeah al- so like she turns and then you realize <clears throat> oh this 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 whole place everyone that's employed here <laughs> is a pretty much a vampire and um and that's when obviously like you know all hell breaks loose yep. and uh that's when like all the action happens that's when like you know uh, all these people who were once at odds at each other, like, you know, trying to take this family, like, say, hey, like, we need you, we need you to do this for us. Now they all had to band together to survive. And the gore is crazy to me. Like, it was, like, (laughs) it was pretty wild to see. The vampires do look scary. They're really good makeup on there. And um, I did like the fact that there was, like, this religious aspect. I think that was interesting to, like, introduce that. Uh, The fact that, like, Harvey Keitel's character, like, makes has a gun has a shotgun and he uses a bat to like uh like cock the gun and but he makes it into a cross yeah and then he like he makes it into a cross again so uh, interesting too that he wears white which i thought was like the sign of uh like purity right you know, kind of like uh like a priest or you know a pope would wear white as a sign of like purity um i thought that was interesting so there's, there's some symbolism in there and stuff but uh definitely great just a great action film with some comedy in it and um, and basically just just a shoot 'em up type of like shoot 'em up type of like action action uh, movie with just a lot of vampire killing so i mean it was it was just a fun movie it was just fun to watch yeah with. dude
1: that um, i mean there's <laughs> the, the stuff that Cheech is saying <laughs> like before they go <laughs> to the bar he's like oh my gosh like, so
0: yeah. my that monologue <laughs> <We gotta> alone <laughs> he goes off for like what, what seems like a minute yeah and like i'm not gonna repeat any of it but you gotta watch it you gotta watch it yeah yeah you know. he's like if you could find it cheaper anywhere <laughs> He, i think what i like about him in this movie is that he plays like three different characters i think
1: yeah he does he's uh yeah he plays like the border agent he yeah plays That vampire dude that's like letting people in, and then he plays the guy they're meeting, right? Yes, yeah, yeah, at the end. So,
0: that was like really funny, you know?
1: Yeah, dude,
0: he's like, Oh, I'm gonna play all three, okay, you know? Like,
1: (laughs) (laughs) so there's gonna be a funny callback to this movie because another movie on your list, this movie actually used props from that movie. Oh, if you you think about it, maybe you'll like maybe you'll realize which movie it is, but okay, um, yeah. But yeah that's definitely a dope flick it's a classic man it's um it's basically the we're running to the border to get away from yeah you know, and we go to a place that's instead of yeah we made it to mexico yeah we made it to mexico with a bunch of vampires
0: <laughs> a bunch of vampires <laughs> and, yeah and
1: so then what's crazy though and, and and if you remember the ending it's like almost like a they make a different mythology about like aztecs at the end right
0: yeah yeah, like yeah, so, so it's, I mean, you're pretty, I mean, here, this is a huge spoiler alert, but basically you you see the front of this place and it's like neon lights and everything, it's says titty twister, but then, like, as this, as the last two people pretty much survive, mm-hmm. they drive off and it pans out and you're now seeing the back of the bar. Yeah. And what you're seeing is, since a lot of truckers and bikers were there, um, and of course, this is where, like, the hunting ground for the vampires were, Like no one left, no human left because, so they had all this scrap metal of like trucks just kind of building up, but the backside of this building looks like one of those Aztec like temples. yeah. And so all you see is just basically like the remnants of all these humans, like the trucks, the bikes, yeah. do you do you see are there any skeletons there's no skeletons in there right it's, uh i don't know not,
1: I, I i have to look <laughs> at it again but. it's
0: not like pocal apocalypto or anything like that yeah but but it was pretty interesting to kind of make that connection like there is a really interesting twist at the end And i saw it and i was like oh i go that's that's cool that's like it's a neat idea you know that you're
1: yeah
0: to, like you know that's you can see that's what the original idea was and it's like all right how is this going to pan out and here we are yeah. george clooney and you know <laughs> shooting up a storm that's the other thing too about this movie like it really made me think of, like, Tarantino movies, how violent they are. Oh, yeah. Um, like, yeah. this is a, like, very violent movie. It just reminded me a little bit of, like, Reservoir Dogs. Yeah. Um, and so, like, you know, just be prepared for that because the, the gunfight scenes and, like, the, the, the some of the dialogue, yeah, it's very, ru- it's, like, it's very raw. And, like, the the violence is very raw in this movie. So, yeah. Um, and the...
1: Um... Some of the psychology, too, just like how Richie's character is kind of screwed up. You could see, yeah, like, <laughs> he's just messed yeah. up in the
0: head, so yeah. And like, and and I'm like, <laughs> and, if and if there's one thing I've noticed, like watching like horror films from the 80s and in the 90s, like, uh, you know, like if you're a boob guy, like you're gonna see, you're gonna, see you're gonna plenty, get it. you're gonna get plenty of that in here. Yeah, that's uh, like, a, that's, that's like, a horror uh, staple. I was gonna say, that's, that's a, a horror staple, thing. yeah. You just yeah, tend dude. to tend to kind of see that every every now and then um definitely but yeah i did i did like that whole like mythology like connection with the aztec like history so very cool very cool surprising there cool it's my four my fourth one uh
1: all right so my number three and if you guys haven't noticed is we're we're just doing like 10 total films we didn't do all the same films so you know we're each doing different films so that's right, that's right. Hopefully, you noticed by now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, but this is the one I substituted out. Um, originally, I had Scream on my list, and uh, I love Scream, but it's like, it's funny to me for a different reason now than why it was like. Like originally intended to be because of scary movie, <laughs> so whenever I watch Scream, it's like I like can think about a scary movie <laughs> because the parody was so good of Scream that it's like I can't. I'm just thinking about like you know the parodies like. When yeah. I watch. But there's genuinely some funny stuff in that movie too if you watch it. Like David Arquette in Scream is hilarious, so mm-hmm. that would probably be like an honorable mention to check out. Um, but my number three is Adam's Family.
0: Oh, ah, okay yeah I remember this one
1: So yeah the Adams family um you know obviously Christopher Lloyd is uh, Uncle Fester um Raul Julia plays Gomez Angelica Houston plays you know Morticia and uh it's it's one of those like to me it's like kind of like a a classic you know picture cuz it's like um it was brought into like the 90s from being like something so old, like the show that was like back in the you know black and white times. I, I don't know what year exactly it came out, with the show and stuff. But um, the way they modernized it, the actors that they used, uh, the story they told in that first uh, Adams Family movie, it, and and then looking back later at the direct, the director was Barry Sonnenfeld, and Barry Sonnenfeld did uh, like Men in Black. So if mm. you like Men in Black movies, like you kind of see it now, like you look go back to watch Adams Family, like okay, yeah, I see, I, I get that feeling now that just the way he shoots his films like there there's a scene you know I won't give up too much of it because if you've never seen it you you should check it out it's definitely family friendly too so it's um a scene where Thing is like you know trying to go save I think uh I think he's trying to save like either Gomez or somebody and he's like the camera just follows Thing the whole time you know, he's, like, jumping over a fence and then running, crawling through the door. And then, like, he runs and jumps onto a car. And then you see the hand hanging onto the bumper. And, like, and then it gets to the hotel or something. I think it was, like, more, like, thing was, like, spying on, um, you know, Uncle Fester. and Because the whole storyline is different, right? Because that first Adam's family is, like, how Gomez misses his brother because they're not together. Which is kind of, like, and they're, they're trying to hustle them. Like to find out where their fortune and stuff is at. So, and there's a ton of funny shit that happens in that movie.
0: (laughs) Because there's also Christina Ricci plays. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Wow. Now that movie I probably only saw once. I think, but it's that's been a long time. That's been a long time. So, and I honestly I can't recall that movie a lot. Like you know, but it would be nice. It would be good to watch that because you have uh, you have a good cast or you have like a really strong cast in my opinion. to bring back such like, uh, it, it was a very popular family, sh- like a family show. Like, you know, yeah, um, so that, that was really cool. Cool, man. That's awesome, man. Yeah, it'd be cool to see like how, like, you know, the CGI with the hand. Yeah. Like- oh, how it holds up now? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because, you yeah. know, I have a movie about that too, about a hand, so. <laughs> <laughs> well, your list started with the movie with the guy with the hand, so. That's true. That's true. Yeah, you know what? Yeah, that's true. We should talk about that soon, like some other time. Not not right now, but some other time. Like just the significance or like the the meaning behind like the Ooh, cutting man. off of hand and replacing <laughs> with the chainsaw. Like I'm like, there's gotta be a meaning behind this. There's gotta be something behind it. Yeah. Either way. Nice. Uh, yeah, man. All right, so for my number three, and this is a movie I actually saw in theater. This is a uh, Tales from the Crypt Demon Knight. Oh, what? You saw it at the theater? <laughs> I nice. saw it at the theater. I think I was like probably like in seventh grade, maybe eighth grade when I saw this movie. Nice. And uh, I did, I'm like, oh, I, was like, I wonder how I got in. I'm like, was it PG-13? Like, no, this movie's like rated R. Yeah. I was like, so uh, <laughs> yeah, how probably. I got tickets. I, here's the thing. I saw it at Lakers Cinema. So let's just say that. <laughs> yeah, Lakers. 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 Yeah. Uh, so the one of the main reasons why I saw, I like, I like this movie a lot is Billy Zane. I think oh my God. him awesome as a movie. villain in this movie is absolutely hilarious. And actually, I remember like when I saw him again, like, just be funny. It recalled back to when I first saw this movie. Like, oh, like that's right, he's the funny guy in this movie. Yeah, and he just makes a villain be like fun. He's like obviously serious about his purpose, and then. He it just, he's just so light-hearted as a villain. He just kind of reminded me of like what Joker was like. A, uh, Jack Nicholson as a Joker. He was just yeah. having fun being bad. You know, he just he was just fun. And so the premise of this movie is basically like this guy, uh, Billy Zane plays this guy in the Collector, and he's trying to track down this one guy who has this key. And yeah. the whole the whole premise is that there's a bunch of keys. I think it's like six or seven keys in the universe, and the Collector's yeah. trying to catch this trying to get this last key because once they do they pretty much have all this power and they can like kind of you know pretty much be in power and so forth so uh this one guy i think his name is breaker he's the one so like he's you know he's he's been kind of entrusted with this key and it has a lot of special powers in it it actually holds this type of this blood that's inside and it's able to kind of protect him and and certain boundaries of his environment and so uh you know billy zane's character is trying to get this key and then uh breaker just comes into this like t- was it is it texas is it not texas no it's nevada yeah yeah nevada. I
1: think, yeah i think it's nevada
0: it's nevada and i think i looked up the name of the town and there's no such town like that in nevada so yeah. they made up they made up the name of the town which is it's just cool like, i gotta I, don't, I wonder what like what it means but so basically billy zane's character is just trying to collect this key from 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 breaker And uh, well, once he gets into like this, this hotel that he's at, like all that's when people start dying and stuff like that. (laughs) There's some (laughs) crazy deaths, and this what we do. This is the one that also was like, the makeup, the costumes, the gore, was just like right on point. It was, it was a little more elevated than from *Dust Till Dawn*. Uh, I mean, there's funny one...
1: you should mention it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was like, I had a feeling it had to be that one. It had to be that one, um, just because like the the level of the, the details for the monsters and so forth. Yeah. But there's that one scene where like the guy gets like he gets punched in the face and like just his whole hand goes his whole hand goes through his whole <laughs> yeah. And so there's some very, like, very graphic scenes in this movie. But uh, it's, like, it's pretty wild to, to see all that. I'm just like, oh, my gosh, there's some there's some crazy stuff in here. Um, what else? Oh, there's plenty of explosions in this film. You know, like, once again, <laughs> plenty of, there's plenty of monsters explode, exploding. There's, like, uh, parts of the house, at the parts of the hotel that they, they're in exploding. Uh, I was reading, though, that it seems that in part of this hotel, there's a, there's a chapel. Or there's a church inside, and I don't recall that, but I well, read that. Yeah,
1: I, I think I, I think they're saying that the, the hotel used to be a chapel or, or uh, something okay. like that. That makes sense. Yeah. See, yeah. so
0: yeah, you know, and, and so there's a lot a, of
1: religious connotations in. There's the a lot too. of religious con- Yeah, because like, the blood of like, Jesus, they use it. Yeah, and from yeah, keys I, and...
0: exactly, yeah, because Breaker, you know, he was chosen to do this, and he's been living. Hunt for like hundreds of years. Yeah, <laughs> he's lived for a, for a really long time, and so what happens is that when Breaker was pretty much given the responsibility to hold on this key. Oh yeah,
1: he's like from like uh, like is he from like the Civil War times or something? No,
0: he. I think he's like the, the, the World War, War was, One. I think it was World, like, World War One. Yeah, something yeah. like so that. He, so basically, you know, when they transfer the power over, you get the this, these visions. Yeah. That, come into you and it goes all the way back to what seemed like the death of Jesus Christ. Yeah. And so that's how long this battle has been going on for. And so like, you know, every so often this, this fight happens and, and you know, the person who's entitled, who was entitled but basically was entrusted with this key and this power, they have to protect it and they have to hold it through the night, uh, and survive. And so like that, that there's a struggle there. And then there's also someone within the, the group, um, his name is Roach. <laughs> he tries oh, to make a yeah. deal with the, uh, the collector. And um, I can't remember who he's, who, who he's played by, but he makes a deal and he hands over the key. And so, like, there's a turn of events. That's uh, there. Thomas
1: Hayden Church.
0: Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so it's just to me, like I said, it's just very funny to watch Billy Zane just be the villain in this movie. Just very cool and laid back. Makes you want to be the villain. Actually, you like, you want to see him more. Yeah. every time he like talks because he's like he's so guy, cool he's <laughs> just so cool about just being bad you know he just loves it um, uh, there's that one scene where like he uh i think he's talking to roach that's when they're making the deal and he's like he can't cross uh to the top of the stairs because they blocked it using the blood mm-hmm. and so billy zane's like oh i need you to clean that up first so a sponge comes out of oh, his yeah. mouth <laughs> it's, it's dude. That's yeah. and then he just like wipes it clean yeah Uh, so stuff like that like it just has like a it's just a very fun vibe um but definitely just fun because i remember even before watching this movie i remember trying to watch tales from the crypt and like i was scared of those oh really yeah i was scared of those um just well like the the Keeper was always like scary looking to me oh yeah yeah um
1: they're like hilarious if you watch them now
0: oh yeah like i'd like to see what they what they look like now just to kind of like compare you know with yeah. what what my perception was from back then but mm-hmm. um yeah definitely definitely really enjoy this again you know like I'm, i can see why i laughed initially i like the fact that B- billy zane was just funny like all over again and then uh, like i said a lot of explosions a lot, a lot of crazy gore <laughs> great and, soundtrack too you know what that's something i'll have to like revisit because i don't i don't oh, uh, nails. Chains. oh really I yeah, I think it was Allison Chains and well, there's a couple. Um, I think that I think like the very beginning, <clears> like, the <throat> intro. I thought it sounded like Nine Inch Nails, but I could be wrong. No, it um, might be. Yeah.
1: But, but yeah, that's a uh, uh, that's a classic
0: too, man. That was a lot of fun. I like. I really enjoyed like going to that again. I was like, oh man, this is like this is a lot of fun. And then Jada I think Pinkett I saw and it Smith at the movies too. Yeah. Oh movies. really? Yeah. 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 Like a young Jada Pickett Smith is in it too. So
1: yeah the spoilers at the end is like kind of shows you that the story continues right so
0: yeah yeah so basically yeah like you know you, you unfortunately one person has to like carry on this yeah. this mission but that also means that the, the current person is pretty much like their, their their time is done you know and so he has to choose out of uh, one of the survivors so i guess yeah. the question is who who did he choose i guess <laughs> i guess the listeners will have to find out when they watch it on their own
1: <laughs> yeah and uh the uh the props like so i saw this later like like when i was watching a behind the scenes on uh, from Dust till dawn and robert rodriguez talks about how they didn't have a lot of money mm. to get some of the, the props so they said uh, but but the studio had a lot of the props left over from demon knight wow so was, like if you pay attention like there's a scene um when they're towards the end spoilers like and they're kind of trapped in a room and there's a bunch of demons like in a hall, a long hallway you see them yeah a lot of those like if you like look at them and like they look a lot like the demons from demon night because oh. they are the oh. demons from demon night
0: <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, just just you know just put a little different makeup on them you know yeah. like, oh i'll have to look again because i do remember that scene like they're they're all like filed up they're all like kind of good to that back door yeah yeah, I remember
1: that. Okay. So okay. It, it's pretty cool. Like, I didn't know that until later on. And I, I saw that. I was like, oh, okay. Now I see it.
0: Yeah. That's cool so, a little fun fact. I like that.
1: Um, so, down to two. Last yeah, um, two. So, uh, my number two is a movie called Cemetery Man. Mm. Um, it's called, uh, and I think in Europe it's got a different name, De la Morte de la More, something like that, which means, mm-hmm. uh, of death of love or something like that i don't know i don't know <laughs> i don't know french or italian that well so. <laughs> but dude this movie is uh without you know spoilers giving out you know too much away it, if you've never seen it and you're a fan of this genre it's a movie you should see because it's um the story is just it's very artsy but at the same time very ridiculous and the way it's shot you know the cinematography is amazing um and it all everything takes place like in a small you know town in italy and it's basically about um this this night watchman of a cemetery and that there's like you know but the thing about this cemetery is that after seven days everyone comes back oh so anyone buried there he has to kill them again that's like his job (laughs) <laughs> oh my gosh <laughs> wow okay and it and it's become to him so like whatever at this point that he's just like it, everything is funny like he's just like it, and it's funny in the movie like there's a scene you know where uh, he's just on the phone with this guy in town and he's just kicking back in like a you know on a desk like this you know with his feet up on the desk yeah and then like someone knocks on the door and it comes in it's like a zombie like boy scout and he just blows his brains out and then still on the phone like oh Oh my
0: gosh wow that's okay okay yeah
1: it's a it's it's pretty funny and then he gets like um to the point where he doesn't even care anymore so yeah you should definitely if you can watch it um i'm not gonna give away a lot of it um you know like i think martin scorsese said like yo this is like the best you know horror film of the 90s or something you should wow see it. like it, at that time or whatever yeah but, yeah um yeah it's, it's definitely different and i remember when i first saw it i must have seen it like it must have been like nine, man, i probably saw it like five years after it came out or something but um it was because someone told me like like how we're kind of talking like i wasn't big into horror and i didn't know a lot of stuff and this guy was like knew way more than me and he told me yo man you should check out this movie cemetery man and i rented it at at uh people's choice (laughs) 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 all video vhs the first time i saw it and i mean i have it i think i have it in DVD somewhere now in my collection but yeah it's it's definitely you know a movie that has a lot of uh you know that satire that you know dark comedy in it and Mm It's something you should see for sure. The I mean, it stars Rupert Everett, I think, in it. Mm-hmm. Um, dude, super young in there, uh, and <clears throat> it's just. It, I think it's based on a comic book character too, which is crazy. Oh, okay. Like a, a European one that's not you know super big. I think they made like a, a. It's I think it's Dylan Dog or something like that. Okay, is it is a comic book character? So it's, I think it's loosely based on that character, but yeah, um, yeah. It's, that's what it's basically about. Like a dude that. Works at a cemetery and has
0: killed people again so wow, and the, sh-
1: the shit that happens is just hilarious
0: <laughs> yeah like every time i was doing my search and i was like like even looking at like top 10 90s comedy or like like a google search that movie always came up and i didn't honestly i was like uh, i don't know about this one yet so i kind of pushed it off to the side but it's good to know that like yeah. that's it's like a it's obviously a highlighted film that you need to watch if you're gonna be in this genre
1: yeah, you should definitely check it out. It's just, uh, it's a different take on just that whole zombie genre in general. Yeah. Like, and a different approach to it. So,
0: yeah. Well, it, it also makes it sound like it just reminded me of like when the story you said, or, or like the, the part of the scene where like a little boy scout comes in and he just kind of blows him away with his gun. And like, he's just like, like nonchalant about it. It just makes it seem like it, it reminds me of like the everyday like worker where they're just like showing up to work. Yeah. And- doing the same thing but they're not really happy with it they're just, <laughs> so they're just fulfilling they're just filling all. they're just checking off all the boxes but yeah. they're not really like living you know they're not really so it, that's, that's exactly that's yeah it is,
1: there's a part dude where like not to give out too much away but there's another scene similar to that one where unfortunately like there was like you know a bus crash with a bunch of people in it oh <laughs> so my he God. so it but it's the same thing he's like He's laid back and you just see a, this line of people and it, for some reason they know to go see him. Oh you know what I mean so it's like damn. it's like a line of zombies coming towards him. Like and he's just <laughs> sitting back and you see through the window he's just like shooting like this. He just keeps shooting. Oh it's my like, gosh <laughs> <laughs> it's at one that- point he's shooting out the window that he like shoots one of the tombs like
0: angels <laughs> like he yeah.
1: on accident. And he's like, Oh okay. <laughs> damn. <laughs> He's like, oh shoot! <laughs>
0: oh yeah. man! All right, I'll definitely have to add that one just because, like, the, the premise, the the idea, the theme of it sounds like really interesting to. Yeah, dude, when it's applied so. to like this idea of like you know death and you know being in a cemetery, so definitely gotta check that out. Cool. All right, that was your number two, right? Yeah, number two. Oh man! All right. So my number two <laughs> is a movie called Frighteners. Ah, With Michael J Fox yeah and I believe it was directed by Peter Jackson yes sir Wow so that was that was interesting to find out that Peter Jackson because like I don't know a lot of early Peter Jackson stuff yeah and so uh, I mentioned this to a friend of mine he goes dude you got to watch early Peter Jackson stuff cuz like you know like Frighteners is fine but like you got to watch his early stuff like it's definitely a lot more splatter a lot more oh lot yeah more gory stuff so bad but <laughs> uh yeah yeah that that, that was his, was that his first one bad taste yeah it's yeah, yeah.
1: super duper like gory and
0: ridiculous yeah. too yeah i think i saw like i read a little bit about it and like that was his first one out and i saw like a like a picture and i'm like oh my gosh like that was a lot of crazy makeup they were doing with that little prop there so yeah, you can tell it's like pretty gory so um but frighteners so hands down i would say that out of all five movies even though it's on my it's my you know my number two spot um i'd have to say this is perhaps the most entertaining movie of them all yeah it's it's it actually it was one of those movies where like i did not want to leave the screen i did not want to hit pause and so what was really cool about this movie is that i feel like just about every character every main character you introduce introduced to there's a mystery about them and they're all interwoven you don't really know that until like you get through the movie but little by little, you get like these little pieces that are revealed about these characters, and there's a story behind it. There's a there's a, a death that that they're all connected to, and um, and it's just it's just really fun fun movie. It's not to me like it's not a popcorn flick, but it's definitely an entertaining movie. Um, there's a lot going on here. There's some clever things that happen in order to defeat this evil guy, um, and then Michael J Fox just like I don't know, like I mean. I haven't seen, to be honest, like a lot of Michael J. Fox movies besides like Back to the Future and a couple other things like Team Wolf or something like that. But he's he's pretty much like the same kind of regular guy in this movie. So I guess you could say he's kind of typecasted. Mm -hmm. Um, But the premise of this movie is basically like Michael J. Fox plays this guy named, I think his name's Frank.
1: Frank Bannister.
0: Yeah. And so Frank basically is able to see like dead people. So it's kind of like six cents type of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he uses his advantage because, like, the dead people that he uses him as a way to kind of like make some uh, money. <laughs> make some money, basically. Yeah. He's like making some money off these people. Like, it, it, so the ghost that he, like, sees, he, like, tells him, he says, Hey, like, go move some stuff around. And then that way I can go in and, like, you know, just charge him hundreds of dollars and then I'll be able to, like, take care of it and stuff like that. So he's doing that. He's manipulating these people. Um, But then what's also happening is in this town, they're experiencing a lot of a lot of like very unnatural deaths. They all have something in common and they're like, it's almost as if like they're they're almost having like these crazy heart attacks on the street. But then what ends up happening is that they realize there's this there. I think they call it just like this the soul, not the soul collector, but basically it's something regarding like he's collecting the souls of like these uh, of these people. And so he finally sees that and he tries to like he's basically that's the villain of the movie and he tries. to- Yeah,
1: the the like, thing it's like the Grim Reaper, right?
0: Yeah, so he looks yeah, pretty much. Yeah, they make it seem like it's the Grim Reaper, but there's there's a little bit more than than yeah. the CIA there. So, uh, so I, I like that part. Like I said, there's there's multiple storylines, and I think what's so good about this movie is that you don't get confused with any of them. There's a good pace with all the storylines. There's good little nuggets that you get, and there's some nice with some uh, nice surprising like elements that lead you to like the full story, which all connect all the main characters. And then uh, the one funny character that I really enjoyed was um, the the FBI guy who was like very terrified oh, of, the female, of the girl the whole yep. time. I can't remember his name, but it made me think that I feel like Jim Carrey could have played that character. He, there was oh, something totally. like kind of quirky and like a, like neurotic about him.
1: That actor's... Uh, um... He's pretty. He's from uh, the Reanimator. Oh, so really? He, he oh. plays the doctor in the Reanimator, so it's ah. kind of like a Jackson
0: throwback to a, yeah, another horror
1: like legend.
0: Okay, okay. I, I like I know of the Reanimator. but I've not seen it, so that's, yeah. that's interesting to know. Um, but yeah, I mean, there, and obviously the other comedy aspect is basically Michael J. Fox is just this sly character, so he kind of has like these one-liners and so forth. Uh, there's like there's that one part where he he's like going down his neighborhood early on in the movie and he accidentally goes into the yard and he like tramples over the fence. <laughs> uh, and but he then he rea- Yeah. But then like, like five minutes later, he's called to this house and instead of like parking on the street, he like once again rides over, <laughs> <A jerk. laughs> he runs over uh, the lawn and the fence and it's just like, I bet me like crack up. Yeah. Uh, and then he, he has, these really, um, and so since you could see these ghosts, they're like his partners, they're like his partners in this business. And so his partners are really funny. They're just one black guy who's like, he's dressed kind of like, who's he dressed like? Like from the 70s? He's got like this disco thing going on. Yeah,
1: you got a little fro going on. You got a little fro
0: going on. And he's like complaining about like, hey, we, because like they travel with him. And and it's Mm -hmm. like his like little Volkswagen Beetle. And it's like super small and it's janky. And they're like saying like, hey man, like you need to get a new car, dude. Like you need to, we need to be like, we need to get like luxurious space. We can't just be back in the trunk. It's just so funny to think about these things. You're like, what kind of deals you'd make with ghosts who are your partners in in this business? And they're like, they're complaining about like, you know, like they're doing all these supernatural things to scare people. Yep. They are complaining about trunk space because they, they have to be running around <laughs> it all the time.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think he has a line and he's like, well, at least you ain't stuck in polyester for eternity. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, that, like, yeah exactly. exactly. Old school threads from the 70s. Yeah. yeah. Um, but just
0: super entertaining, yeah. man. Like just uh, like just a really fun, just a fun movie. To like watch with your friends watch with yourself you got, i'd say it's pretty close to a family movie like there's not too many gory things about this movie mm-hmm. um but it, there's definitely just a fun element fun adventure a fun story uh you know like a lot of depth to it and uh yeah it just made me it was literally like i was like just glued to the screen so very entertaining for sure two thumbs up man yeah
1: Does, did that look like it was filmed in new zealand to you mm, no was it? <laughs> <laughs> it kind of looked like well, that's one thing it, it looks very similar um to my number one movie where it was filmed, so mm. which is uh Brain Dead. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um I'm I'm not going to give too much away. You pretty much nailed frighteners, um but yeah, it's it's definitely got everything and I saw that at the theater too when I think I was in high school or something. Mm-hmm. Um and it's it's got mystery it has comedy it has horror um it has all those elements and it, it's definitely entertaining dude it's like I, that's a movie i'll always recommend to anyone like yeah especially if, if they're just trying to get into this genre be like yeah check yeah. that out because it's not so bad that it's gonna give you a heart attack but it's not also not like you know not not so bad where it doesn't yeah. keep into it so yeah but it's definitely a dope flick and um it's funny because that's a peter jackson flick and my number one movie is a peter jackson flick which is a uh, brain dead so um and this is like i mean you took like some of the best films on your list so i was like i gotta get these other five
0: <laughs> <laughs> you're lucky to the- find the- it you're lucky <laughs> to find it i couldn't find it but you
1: know out of the five yeah on my list dude um brain dead or dead alive um how it's called i think it's brain dead in, in europe Mm-hmm. that are live here um, mm-hmm. and it's definitely splatstick i guess is the word that they call it um and it's definitely to me um like the you know spiritual you know uh, sibling of uh, evil dead Two because mm-hmm. it's just like it's completely similar um without giving too much away for it like it's it's another different take on the zombie genre you know it's like um my top two films i guess on my list are like zombie flicks which Mm -hmm. seems to be a good uh go-to for for comedy and horror so um but it's it's over the top like ridiculous gore and you know there's some puppetry in there some stop motion in there there's um uh the sets themselves uh are crazy (laughs) and <laughs> um the acting is, is you know it's pretty good it's spot on for you know it's it's basically about the, this guy uh, that's kind of being overprotected by his mother and um you know he ends up uh you know going through like he he's going through like I want to get out of here kind of phase but he can't because his mom like she makes him feel guilty about being dependent on him and stuff, and mm-hmm. you know then there's this other girl in town that has her cards read that you know she like literally goes like she takes what the cards read as like like gospel, you know she's like oh, i have to this is gonna happen to me because this is what the cards say whatever, and she ends up falling for the guy, and you know from there it's like. <laughs> <laughs> my wife was Eric was watching this with me she's like you know what it's like his fault like from the very beginning it all his fault or something and i was like i don't know is it his or his mom's and like you'll get you know if you watch it it'll get to that point where you're just kind of like you you're thinking all of this everything that ends up happening could have been avoided if it wasn't for the mom to me mm-hmm. that's what i think because yeah you know that's that's kind of how everything starts so like the mom's super protective he ends up going out to the zoo with this chick and that's where things start like mm. without getting into the beginning of the film you know and giving up too much away but right um, yeah it's definitely worth the watch man if you if you're again if you want to get into the genre and you're not too squeamish on gore like <laughs> this is the kind of gore that you know you can tell right away it's not realistic so yeah you know over the top and it's it's just some of the stuff is fun dude it's just like <laughs> ridiculous but <laughs> um yeah that's that's my number one
0: nice now for this movie like is there the comedy because one thing that i've noticed watching these films and and like the 90s and then like the 80s movies mm-hmm. there's there's a difference i laugh in two different ways i laugh in what people say but i also laugh at like like the death scenes i'm not gonna <laughs> lie like 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 when monsters get blown up like. It, like it's just exaggerated which i think is like super funny or like the way that a demon like you know ends the human's life like in a very very like like ironic way or something yeah or something (laughs) like that you know but so this movie would you categorize would you think it's a mixture of those things or is it more like like, because it's a i know it's a very gory film so like what would you say that Uh... like the comedy falls in is it more dialogue based is it more like are well, the characters really quirky, or is it more like, hey, like the splatter stick stuff? It's, um,
1: okay, so there's like a scene, spoilers, <laughs> where the main character is chasing a puppet zombie baby down a hill. Okay. And the baby's in like a carriage, so that is just like, you know, slapstick, splatstick, whatever you want to call it. It's like, you know... More of it definitely is, like, um, just the goofiness of him, like, chasing it. Like, there's Got these it. moms. And then, like, the baby's trying to get away, and it's a zombie baby. So, he's, like, it's being, like, forceful and trying to get away. And they see him, like, grab it and kind of, like, you know, there's something about Mary when he's wrestling the dog kind of thing. Kind of right. happens with the baby in front of all these people. <laughs> so, <laughs> they're all looking
0: at him sideways, like,
1: what is he doing to that baby? And he's banging his baby on a swing set's head. And just, oh, like, my gosh. Yeah, it's it's there I don't think it's it's very there's not much um of the dialogue funny part it's more in the actions and deaths and, yeah yeah that kind of stuff I
0: I feel like that's where like this genre really is like is highlighted the most yeah, yeah. you know for example like I you know I recalled like the Burbs in, in in like the '80s, and that to me was a little more dialogue based. There was some action stuff, but that was more dialogue based and character cent like central. But what I'm finding out more and more as I get more into the genre, there's a lot more things that happen that are funny than what people say, and I think that that's really funny too. That, that that is like a funny thing to me. Like I've never really been a big fan of like Three Stooges or stuff like that, mm-hmm. um, but. Uh, and there's some of that in like Army of Darkness. yeah, totally, totally. Um, so, so like stuff like that is somewhat funny to me, but <laughs> right now it's a lot of it is like the way people are being ended, <laughs> and also like the way <laughs> monsters are being ended. It just is like, and I think a lot of it too is just surprising to me. It's just like, oh my gosh, because it's new to me. So
1: yeah,
0: yeah. I'm I'm just taken aback, but I'm like, wow, someone someone like, came up with this idea and said, let's that's do by this. by stereo. Yeah. You know? <laughs> hey, let's just let's just say hey, the demon is just gonna punch this guy through the face, like his whole hand, his whole arm is like, the... so stuff like that is just very interesting to me. So the the love. Of creativity, but also exciting yeah. like, with like the gore, but then also this, like you said, like this kind of outside perspective like, what are these people doing? You know, yeah, like, so you have like this human um, perspective, we're like, oh my god, that's gross, but then you also have this very surprising element where you're like, oh my gosh, I can't believe it just happened, yeah, and then, and then you have like this, like, okay, like that was really exaggerated and but also like funny, so there, there's a lot going on that I've like really appreciated about this genre. Cause, like I said, like I, I, like I told, like I said before, I don't watch horror films. But look at me now, like I'm, <laughs> I'm getting in, I'm getting in, I'm getting my hands dirty, and I'm, I'm enjoying it so far. I'm definitely enjoying it so far. So, good
1: stuff. <laughs> yeah, dude. All I will say is there's a lot more in that scene, and that's like, well, not in that scene, but in that movie that is legendary. So,
0: <laughs> there's just... a, actually I read about that. I think there was like, I think the the fact about that movie is per second i think five gallons of like makeup blood were used per second to make that scene per second five Dude, gallons it, it, it <laughs> so it, it just sucks. goes to show like what you're about to get into
1: <laughs> yeah like evil like evil dead 2 is a lot more gory than army of darkness and but it's also got that those elements in it like the, yeah that's why i always kind of say like they're they could be siblings those movies because they're the way there the gore is used in there to like kind of um relay the the comedy because it's like yeah. over over the top so yes
0: exactly okay so. all right nice um so my final pick my number one pick is idle hands love that movie which i, which I believe it was from 1999 i think it was a little bit later yeah but, uh, i can't remember the name of the director but uh what but so so this this takes the top pick because I was very surprised by this film. I saw the trailer and it just seemed like it was like all right, it should be like a fun movie. Um, it's very like early on, but like probably like the first twenty minutes, I was just very drawn in by like the themes that were like already being displayed. Uh, one being like there was um there was just the, the use of color was interesting to me, and there was like this red and green that was always like in play um there is a, a religious connotation in this movie too mm-hmm. uh, well obviously the, the the name of the film idle hands is right. a reference to a proverb yeah. um, which basically it says uh i wrote i have it here it says idle hands are the devil's workshop idle lips are his mouthpiece so that's from the book of proverbs in the bible mm-hmm. and i was like oh okay so like if we're playing off this line let's see what happens from here and so the premise of this movie is you have this character named Anton and he's got two friends. And Anton is pretty much doesn't have a lot of drive in his life. He's, he's in high school. All he really does right now is like smokes pot. He like watches a lot of TV. Uh, like there's one scene, I think when you get introduced to him, there's music playing on the stereo and then yeah. he wakes up and he's like, he doesn't like what he's hearing. Woo, woo. <laughs> same <laughs> song
1: over yeah. and over.
0: And then basically uh, he <laughs> finds his headphones, like his Walkman and he puts on his headset and it's the exact same song, but he's satisfied with it. Mm-hmm. Um, um, and that's another point. This movie is that what I thought was really interesting is that the idea of, you know, what are, what are these characters doing with their time? Obviously like they're not doing much. But what was interesting is these kids were learning from TV, meaning, and they were also really distracted by TV. Yeah. So for example, there's that one scene where Anton finds his parents dead, um, and he brings his friends in, but the TV is on, and the friends walk into the living yeah, room. They totally ignore and they, it. And they completely ignore the parents. Like they, they literally walk right by them, and then they're more um, like mesmerized by what the music video that's on TV. Um, And then also a little bit later on, there's another reference where someone is performing CPR and I think it's, I think it's, I think his name is P-Nub, one of his friends called P-Nub and he's like, he's he's like performing CPR and he says, uh, he goes, he goes, what dude, like, Anton's like, what are you doing? You're hurting my dad. He's like, dude, I was doing exactly what I saw on Baywatch, (laughs) even in Baywatch. And then later on, Seth, I think it's Seth Green, right? Seth Mm -hmm. Green? Yeah, Yeah, he, he makes a reference and like someone is also in need of help and he grabs um i think he grabs like an iron and he and he stops the bleeding on anton's hand after he cuts yeah. it off and uh he basically says well like he goes yeah i saw this like don't you ever watch er so it's just really interesting <laughs> like, the experience knowledge that these kids these characters having oh. were all being referenced from like tv there wasn't this like real life experience all these characters were just pretty much living in their basement, getting high, watching TV, and um, like listening to music. And uh, I think another cool visual about this movie is the fact that Anton, you see him very early on, always with headphones on. And it just made me think of like how our culture is right now with like the yeah. AirPods and like, the, you know, when those came out, like if you had white earbuds, like, oh, that person had an iPhone and you were just plugged in and you were kind of. You know, the outside world didn't really exist. It's only, whatever existed was a podcast or uh, a song you were listening to, or some sort of thing that you were uh, was playing through your through your phone or your your i your iPod or whatever. But I thought mm-hmm. that was really interesting. And then the there was some symbolism here too. Obviously, uh, I thought was interesting is that the the girl, the lead character, who her name is Molly, who's played by Jessica Alba. Mm-hmm. She, at one point, they're they're going to this like Halloween dance, and she dresses up as an angel. Yeah. And you know Anton through this, this movie, he's uh, the problem he has is that his right hand is pretty much possessed, possessed by and, he has, and he has no control over it. And he realizes that he's like he's been like behind all these deaths that have been happening in this community. I'm so, under the bed. <laughs> yeah, yeah like, he ends up, he's the one who ends up killing, like, well, not he, but his hand, which he has mm-hmm. no, no control over, is the one behind the killings and stuff like that. And then at one point he like tries to cut it off and like the hand moves away and then he finally does and the hand goes like, hand, is, hand has a mind of its own and it ends up like trying, to like they're trying to track it down. So um, it's, it's just, it was just a really, to me, uh, the other reason too why i enjoy this movie is i started doing more research on the writers of this mm-hmm. movie and both of the writers have actually gone into kind of a very similar theme actually one of the writers wrote uh, a new show called warrior nun which is out oh, on Netflix. Right. yeah and so like this theme of like supernatural good with supernatural evil is like it's running through these guys veins and i think that's like really cool they're obviously trying to use those themes and run Mm -hmm. with it and trying to put it in different shows and and uh i think one of the other writers too actually was a producer for the handmaid's tale Um, oh okay but yeah like it's it was very cool to to find that out because they're they're both playing with that supernatural good and supernatural evil and uh just the fact that it was referencing like that that line in scripture was really yeah really cool to kind of I think uh, play this out
1: that one yeah. character says it to uh, he actually says it to and he kind of says something similar he's like he's like because he, you're always listening to that devil music dude he's like you gotta know something he's like oh yeah idle hands man they're the devil's playground dude
0: yeah <laughs> yeah, he just yeah Seth, said Green Seth Green, Seth Green, the time, yeah. And yeah. what was interesting too is that there's another character. I think his name is Ray or Raymond. He's the yeah. guy across. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's the he's the guy across street who's like working on his like really large Ford truck. Yeah. But he also looks like the badass of the block. He's always wearing black. He's listening to like really loud heavy metal music. And I think one of the characters says, "Yeah, you should go talk to Raymond. He knows all about like 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 Satan, like, <laughs> Satan and stuff like that." <laughs> But then he ends up being a surprising, he gives a surprising response to Anton. Cause at mm-hmm. one point Anton tracks him down like through a, a fast food restaurant. <laughs> and then Ray comes up to pick his order. He's like, dude, like you gotta, cause you gotta keep your hands busy, man. He goes, that's why I, use, goes, that's why I build on my truck. He's he like, that's how I keep out of trouble. I was <laughs> like, oh, like, you know, like, <laughs> so it was interesting to have like that message behind, yeah. you know, something simple as like, hey, keep busy. But obviously, this, this hand is like completely possessed, and it's on the it's on the loose. <laughs> <laughs> the warrior,
1: the warrior nun in there was uh, played by Vivica Fox, right? Yes,
0: yes, yeah. So, yeah. yeah. she was intense yeah. in there too.
1: <laughs> yeah, that movie's dude. I love watching it's. It's like you know how there's Christmas movies you always watch around Christmas or Halloween movies you always watch around yeah. Halloween. Like that's one of my Halloween movies I always watch. Yeah, your hands because it's just so fun. Yeah. it's just a fun movie it's like it is you know everything everything you described about it and you know just like the mystery up until the point where you realize he realizes it's him you know that's yeah. doing everything and yeah. like they they don't give it away right away like at the <laughs> beginning because like his parents are like you know spoilers they're like <laughs> hey honey can you go turn off the light or something and you know it's just, it's just crazy dude it, it's a good flick man and it's it's also like um kind of a popular like if if you want to see what the 90s was like that's a flick you can watch and kind of get an idea what the '90s
0: was (laughs) you know what i mean that's a pretty good time capsule yeah Yeah, for real that's it's
1: it's a time capsule of it it's like right in that area where you know like now you look back at the 90s and you see it a little differently like the music and the stuff people were into and yeah that's the fashion yeah yeah the fashion and stuff and yeah it, it,
0: it's like a time capsule for it, and you—you've never seen that before, then. That was your first time. It's my first time seeing it, man. Yeah. Wow. Dude. My first time seeing it. Yeah, and i, I think was uh, really like like we were talking earlier about like hey, like dialogue comedy or like action based comedy. This one I feel like has a little bit more dialogue comedy because yeah. it comes through the friends, Seth. And then the other guy, Seth Green, and then I can't remember. Oh, the peanut guy, his other friend, who, like, gets decapitated. Uh, <laughs> like, there's a lot of, yeah, there's a lot of that really funny interactions that happen. Because at one point, oh. the, the friend who loses his head, he's just carrying it around. Mm-hmm. And then his other friend just gets tired of him. He's like, dude, I'm just tired of you carrying your head. So, he, like, he pretty much, like, puts it on a spike. And then he, like, yeah. puts it back on his body. He's like, all right, that's better. Like, just don't move too fast. Um, so like the comedy comes in between those two friends and then Anton, um, yeah. which I thought was like really funny. And then it's, it's really interesting to see a young Jessica Alba. She plays a very kind of like this innocent girl, but she's also kind of like naive and stuff like that. But she has a thing for Anton. Mm-hmm. and uh, Anton has a thing for her and he's like never been like courageous enough um and he takes a little interesting interesting transformation too because like all he wants to do is smoke pot early on but then Mm -hmm. he realizes later he's like nah, like i gotta i gotta just stop doing this stuff you know like (laughs) i mean it's not a a, a grand transformation but it is obviously a pivot where that that character pivots in that direction and he kind of sees like a deeper purpose now um because he wants to save this girl and make him that's that's like his purpose right there um, and so very, very, very fun. Very cool movie. Definitely. Yeah, for sure. So that's that's my number one pick.
1: Nice. That's a good list, man. I mean, definitely, uh, you know, to anyone listening, like all the flicks we talk about, um, you know, we, we, we didn't do like a top 10. We just kind of talked about 10 flicks. Yeah. And, you know, these, you know, are all worth watching. If they weren't, like, we wouldn't have... No mention them at all yeah. so <laughs> thick so yeah uh, seriously yeah <laughs> and i mean that's like you know the the genre is like so different now like it's just because the effects have changed and you know the actors have changed and stuff mm-hmm. like that um but like there's there's some honorable mentions i will say like if you you know want to check out other stuff we didn't really mention um like yeah like scream you know we didn't really talk about scream that much it's like one that I remember seeing, like, three times at the movies <laughs> when it came out, dude. Cause oh, wow. it was yeah. It was so, like, you know, it was such a big deal. Um, Leprechaun, no one talks about that anymore. Mm. Because it's just looked at as a goofy movie. But it yeah. honestly is a goofy, you know, horror comedy. Like, mm-hmm. um, just the story of itself. Like, uh, tells from the Hood is another one. Oh, uh, my gosh. The, I saw it. that movie. I saw that I've <laughs> ever seen And that. that's, like, a, ironic as it gets if you've never seen it. But, yeah, yeah. That's, that's pretty funny, too. And I mean, there's another Tales from the Crypt movie. It's called Bordello of Blood. Mm-hmm. And that one's pretty good, too. That one's about that one's vampires instead of uh, demons. So Yeah, yeah. And I think uh, the key shows
0: up in that movie, too.
1: Does it? I think you're right.
0: I, yeah, think, you're, I, read, I think it does. I read, I read a little bit on the Wikipedia. I'm like, oh, because like, that movie was supposed to be a trilogy. They Demon should Knight. man. Yeah, Demon Knight was actually the second film. But they moved it to just being the first and there were supposed to be two other movies that carried on the key, like mm. the story of the key. But then what ended up happening is they scrapped it. They never, they never did that. And then they basically came out with Bordello of Blood. But the, the key, I believe, does make an appearance or a reference of some sort. I haven't seen it, but i had that.
1: It does come out in there. You're right. Yeah. Um, that's a whole cool thing, man. They should have like that whole story would have been cool to like imagine building it up now. Like, yeah the whole key thing oh, absolutely um yeah and then there's you know there's like dumb you know horror comedies like parodies you know there's like dracula dead and loving it <laughs> with N- leslie nielsen from naked <laughs> gun <Yeah. laughs> that's in the 90s too yeah um, there's a movie called repossessed like if you've never seen it it's that's with leslie nielsen too and it's like a a parody of the exorcist
0: <laughs> oh so. yes that's right oh my gosh oh my, I, I probably would not rude. be able to see that just because it calls uh, the exorcist but that's all right
1: it's it's <laughs> it's over the top ridiculous dude it's not even scary it's just like retarded yeah. <laughs> i'm sorry <but> <laughs> <laughs> um and then there's like scary movie man like that movie and there's a reason why i didn't you know like, put Scream on my list anymore because, like, now when I watch Scream, it's just like I, I see Scary Movie in my head. It's like <laughs> they, because Scary Movie was so successful, like, at, at all the jokes and all the parodies that it did, because it was parroting, like, um, Scream, and then, like, I Know What You Did Last Summer. Oh, right. And uh, together, and it's just like, I think there's so many gifts online and, like, memes from Scary Movie, and it's just like people watching the original films now it's like it's kind of hard to watch because you're like just, it, it works so well that it, like it just it just you know you, you can't take it as serious anymore
0: yeah that, that's what i was going to mention it seems like the originals are like there's this very not extremely serious, but there's a serious delivery. Undertones, like, really, yeah. yeah. But then the scary movie just kind of wipes that clean, and it's like, no, this is this is what this is our take on it. And you're right, it just overtakes it because it is funnier, you know. Cause it plays back, it calls back to that original, but it's obviously a lot less serious. Yeah,
1: it's like just how like how It's just ridiculous, dude. <laughs> I'm sure people have seen it by now if they haven't watched Scary Movie, and you know what I'm yeah. talking about. So absolutely absolutely but uh yeah man i think uh this was pretty dope again um the is there anything else you wanted to mention
0: oh i just want to say that like from your list i know the two movies that i definitely am going to watch like pretty soon are going to be stay tuned and then i really want to see i want to see brain dead just because like it's peter jackson it's just, it's earlier, but also just the fact that like it was just hard to find, and so it, I think on Amazon someone was selling it for like eighty bucks, like a oh DVD. I was like, yeah. what? I was
1: like, that's crazy. But, I saw my I saw Cemetery Man was like sixty three dollars, dude. I was like, yeah, I have it, yeah. I have it somewhere. <laughs> <up in my laughs> if you ever, <laughs> ever look
0: for some extra cash, <laughs> you sell that Cemetery Man, uh,
1: dude. There's a movie called Blood and Donuts too. That's like right up, you know. It's it's right there too with ridiculous, um, like horror comedies, but it's not as well known. That one is about like a vampire who wakes up in the modern day and right outside of a donut shop. So it's (laughs) (laughs) it's it's pretty funny,
0: dude. Yeah. Oh my gosh. You know what? One thing that I do miss about like streaming, or like what what I what I think is missing, in my opinion, is it's cool to have these movies like you know, you could order it $2.99 or two ninety nine at two bucks or whatever. But there's no DVD commentary, yeah. and I think that's the thing that's missing. I remember listening to Fight Club commentary and I loved it. And like now, I was like, I, I was like, I want to look for interviews with the with like the director. I really want to look in the interview for Idle Hands and I couldn't find anything. So I was like, I need to find a DVD copy. I'm hoping there's a commentary on it, but I probably doubt it. But I, I'm just curious to know what, the, like, what was the, the reason- ideas were. Yeah, like, hey, what were these connections for? I what think were you
1: trying to say, you know. I think there's a what year is that? Ninety nine. I think it was ninety nine. Yeah. Idle hands. I, I'm pretty sure something recently, if I'm not mistaken, just came out. Like, um, it's like a twenty year anniversary, I think. Yeah a uh, blu-ray just came out and i think that has oh. commentary from
0: uh like Devin Sawa on it and some of the yeah. other people that were in it so nice uh... I, nice yeah I'll, I'll look for that for sure because yeah. yeah i think like i mentioned last year this some of the cast came together and there was like this place that did like a rooftop cinema
1: mm-hmm. and they
0: had the the director there they had part of the cast was there and i was like oh like that's cool like it's it has like this following and it has like, yeah you know people love this movie for a lot of different reasons but you know it's it's I shoot I would be up there you like watch that movie and that'd be fun to, to check out
1: yeah dude definitely that's uh yeah that's that's a great flick to have there on the top list top of your list yeah uh, and uh, I think like well like the theme of the hand you know is something that kind of like an evil dead too that's kind of basically what happens
0: Oh. So. oh, that's right. That's right. They showed it, it briefly
1: ar- at the beginning of Army of Darkness. Yeah. That's
0: right. You're right. Oh, man, I didn't catch that, but you're absolutely right. Yeah. So. Well, that was my first out of the five, so there was a lot of permission taken. That, that's my excuse right there. <laughs> <laughs>
1: no, nah, it's all good, man. That's, uh, I mean, I love that character even in comics, dude. Like, he got so popular. Like, you know, Ash. Yeah. like, yeah. you know, he came back again in the show. So.
0: Yeah, I think, I think Sam Raimi wrote a lot of the episodes. I think he directed the first one out of the show. I was looking mm-hmm. at IMDb and like, I think he directed the first episode of the, the Evil Dead show. And I think he wrote a lot of the other episodes. So like, it's, it's cool to know that he's still connected with that franchise, yeah. you know? Oh, and, and fun fact, too, the lead character, Anton, in Idle Hands, he's, he's. Uh, I think it's pre-production or post-production. He's coming out in another horror movie, but it's labeled as horror western. What? Yeah, I'll have to send you the link. Um, oh, I gotta see that. Yeah, it's but it's, it's scheduled for, I think it's actually this year. I think it's a 2020 release. It's planning release or like it's a, either this year or next year. But uh, I was like, oh, and I think he plays one of the main characters. So it'll be interesting to see, like, you know, like, from idle hands to this guy. Because he's oh, actually yeah. been busy. He's been pretty busy since, like, 1999. So he's been pretty consistent. I think he's been, like, on Hawaii Five O and some other, like, smaller stuff. But mm-hmm. he's had some, uh, like, uh, I thought it was interesting he went back to, like, the horror genre. Like, here with the yep. horror western, which is, like, interesting. Because I know in the past podcasts we've talked about westerns. So it'd be interesting to mix those two together.
1: Oh, dude, yeah. There's a... Uh there are some elements like that take place in that with that genre. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, technically like Ghost Rider, you know, is kind of like supposed to be mm-hmm. the original Ghost Rider like was on a cow, like it was a cowboy. It's kind of, those comics were kind of like horror western, you know? Yeah. yeah. So, but yeah. Well, that was a
0: that was a big flop wasn't it oh my god <laughs> we're,
1: well you know it's funny like we're talking about doing an episode about the worst sequels of all time like just Ooh. bad movies yeah. and that's like you know something to think about like there's so many dude and like that's what well, we just recently did um and i think it comes out next week i think you know no i'm not sure i think I think our episode comes out next week with um, mm-hmm. like the the 80s and then the week mm-hmm. after that is going to be the 2000s comic book movies. Oh. And we just talked about a ton of movies based on comic books and then we like some of the letdowns, Ghost Rider was definitely like one yeah. of those. That was bad.
0: That was bad unfortunately.
1: Yeah.
0: yeah. So yeah, it's been a good weekend so far, you know. Nice. Tomorrow I'm going to meet up a friend for brunch and then the rest of the day is mine, so we'll see what happens, you know. Nice. Yeah. How about yours? Uh, not bad, dude. Today's actually uh my birthday, so it's a birthday special. <laughs> it's a birthday special. Well, happy Hour birthday! <laughs> happy birthday, man! Thank. I won't man. ask. I won't ask how old you are, how young you are. I'll just say you're 29. How about that? You're yeah, that, that's fine. Years, there you go. We'll leave that works.
1: At 30. That's what I say to myself. <laughs> yeah, man. It's been it's been nice, you know. Yeah. Uh, just been with the family and yeah, you know, had some friends stop by. Out of the blue. That's like, cool. Let's let's drink a beer and do a shot and and before we go somewhere else. So <laughs> kind of like okay. <laughs> you were the you
0: were the party stop right there. You were the party stop. Yeah, man. It
1: was cool though. It was cool. Okay. Nice, um, nice. Oh, I got something to show you though. Hold on. Oh I got I got this for my birthday. It's like he'll appreciate this. I don't know if he can see it.
0: Uh kind of okay, I see his Transformers, but I know the green screen is not gonna let it. It's
1: not uh, going. Oh shit, hold on. Now you're you like the invisible
0: man. let's see oh no way yeah are you serious yeah (laughs) that thing rocks man yeah dude i was like erica
1: got it for me and i was like i missed out on it when it came out but i think like they came back out like sometime last week or something like that like hasbro yeah they sell them
0: directly so you can like buy it from hasbro pulse Oh, shoot. I think it's going to be my birthday soon, too, then, because I'm going <laughs> to do that, too. Shoot. <laughs> man, I got to show Oscar. <laughs> it's it's crazy, man. Like, people, like, I'm, my parents have come over to my place, and, you know, it's, like, it's pretty calm. You know, there's nothing too crazy. There's hardly any decorations on the wall. And then after this COVID thing and, like, this podcast and me playing Call of Duty, it's just going to be decked out in, like, nerd culture. It's just it's <laughs> all going to be nerd culture stuff. And comics and, like, the Ecto-1 and, like, Ghostbusters stuff. And like it's gonna be wild man so dude that's cool man i like that that's so here's the question for me though like yeah are you are you gonna keep it in the packaging or are you gonna take it out that's the question <laughs> i don't know man i know like, it's like it's it's the 35th anniversary so oh it's like, yeah
1: like do i want to i also you know what else i got like the lego ghostbusters like when okay. that came out i saw but that yeah that's that's i don't know where that is it's in a box somewhere too
0: see see to me to me, the Lego one is more valuable. You think so? Yeah, because I feel that the Lego stuff, those are like, like that's a limited run. And I'm sure that those are limited runs too, but mm-hmm. I feel like Lego just has a l- little bit more of a longer-lasting shelf life. Like, I've, I've heard some sets, they can go up to hundreds of dollars, and they're just like Harry Potter ones or something like that. So oh, dude.
1: Yeah, same thing with Transformers, man. I got yeah. like, well, depending <clears throat> on... Cause like that, like I missed out the the Back to the Future one did 35th anniversary this oh, year too. Yeah, yeah. The Transformers and like those are all gone. they were they literally only made I think 1985 because it, it's from the year 1985, right? Yeah. So they only made like 1,985
0: of those. Jeez, what jerk? <laughs> what jerk made that decision? You know? Bro, I
1: was like, I tried to go get online. I was like, gone. I was like, Oh
0: Of course, because there's only like there's only like two thousand of them. Some guy was like, hey, no, we should. 1985. That's all it makes. Like, come on, man. Like, you want to make more money, or just want to be like all like? Uh, yeah, that's bro. <laughs> 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 that's my that's my comic book guy voice. That's oh, was, no. no, because it's like it's the guy from The Simpsons. Doesn't he oh, talk like that? Oh,
1: dude. Uh, I forget his name. I, you know what's so funny? Yeah, I don't even know.
0: Like, I can never remember his name either. Yeah, but he kind of sounds like this. he's got a little bit of a list. Yeah, he's, a- he's always telling me what issue <laughs> I, I saw is. the, uh, <laughs> we got to do a Simpsons episode now.
1: <laughs> Yo, <laughs> I love the Simpsons, dude. There's a there's like a episode, I saw the other day when he, I think it's like when they buy Radioactive Man number one or something, like Bart and Martin and Melhouse all go together to buy this comic book. Yeah. And he's like, uh, <laughs> he's like, get your grubby hands off my counter. And he's oh like, yeah. get he's yeah. like, oh my god! Like, we want to buy radioactive man number one. He's like, unless you have a hundred dollars, I'm not getting out of my seat. <laughs> That's so
0: true, man. so true, so <laughs> true. Yeah. There, he's he's like, there freaking to, kid. <laughs> there used to be a comic book store. I don't know if it's still there, but it's on. It's in Waukegan. It's right on Washington. And like, nah, it's gone. It's gone, mom's, right? Mom ands yeah. Yeah. I used to go in there years ago, man. That place was like, it was kind of eerie. Like, looking back, it was kind of creepy. because Yeah. Was and, stuff. and I was young, so I could barely see. I felt like I could barely see over the boxes sometimes. But, yeah, that was obviously like an older, like some older guys are there and stuff like that. But it was, it was interesting to go there.
1: Yeah, man. Oh, man. Yeah, man. So, I don't know. Um, whatever you want to do next, let me know. If you want to yeah. do... Uh, you know, Fight Club. We could do a Fight Club episode.
0: Oh wow, man, that's that's like a thesis for me. There's so much. <laughs> thesis, so much. There's so much in that movie to me. You know, I like. I was I was such a big fan that I read the book. Like, I oh read, wow, I love Chuck Palahniuk as a writer. He's a, and like that's his D, he was actually on. He's actually on the DVD commentary. Is he? Yeah, like uh, if you get the so. special edition, you find him on the DVD commentary. So. He's got some crazy stories. Like, there's actually... The, remember that one scene in Fight Club where, like, uh, Edward Norton's um, apartment blows up? Yeah. That actually happened to one of Chuck Palahniuk's friends.
1: Oh. So so like some, yeah,
0: so they put in the movie. Yeah, he so lost he,
1: all his Ikea stuff. <laughs> 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 he
0: lost all his Ikea stuff, yeah. So that, that movie was pretty amazing to watch. Like, it, like, the CGI that's in and everything like that. Even the yeah. I, that scene where, like, they populate the living room with ikea yeah that, that that if you listen to commentary they said that was one of the challenge one of the most challenging scenes to like film just because of the way that they had to
1: had to piece it together
0: to piece it together yeah. yeah yeah with the lighting and everything was i could
1: imagine cool. the time it took to do that yeah it's yeah. probably up there with like stop motion because <laughs> yeah probably dude
0: yeah that's that's amazing, man.
1: I mean, we could also do the two thousands of this genre if you want to. So yeah,
0: we m- so that would go from what 2000, 2010, right? Yeah. All right. I just want to make sure. I'm just like trying to figure out. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm down. Like I'm. I think we have. I I feel like I have a good momentum with this genre right now. So I might as well just finish it out with the two thousands. Let's
1: do that then.
0: Do you? Can you name any of the movies that were like pretty? Shaun of the Dead. Uh... Oh gosh, I love that movie. <laughs> Dude, I love like that movie. The... I think we're all set. <laughs> I think we're all set now. We'll see you guys next time. <laughs> Until
1: next time.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, you're not funny.
1: I'm just kidding. Thanks for listening, guys. That was the end of episode 25. I'd like to thank my guy, Oscar Garcia, again for joining me on the No on 15 Allcast. And tune in next time as we talk about the 2000s horror comedies coming at you soon. Peace out, everybody, and God bless.